0: Movements that heal back pain part four. Hey everybody, this is Mike Erlob with another episode of Power Your Life. So last week, got to share something with you. Last week, I decided that I would change up my jogging routine. Um, actually, my jogging route. Not so much my routine, but my route. And, you know, the reason I decided to do that is I started jogging this summer. I started in July um, just as a way for me to get in better shape. And uh, hadn't done, I hadn't gone jogging. Um, like in 28 years since the last time like the last time I went jogging on a regular basis was when I was on active duty in the army which was back in 1992 so it had been a really long time and you know I just kind of got this idea it's like I think I want to start jogging I want to get in better shape I want to you know help keep the weight off I, I do that already with intermittent fasting and a low carb diet but you know I felt like I just needed more so I started jogging and You know, we I mapped out this route around my neighborhood, and you know, when you do that in the summertime, you don't really have to worry about what's going on with the daylight. You know, I could go jogging at seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night and it wasn't a problem. Well, that has gotten to be a little bit more difficult now um, to get my run in, since it's starting to get dark, you know, just around five o'clock. And the part of my route uh, was on a highway, and it was going up a hill and over some gravel roads. And so, you know, I realized that it's just not safe anymore to take that route in the dark. So I, I went out and I mapped out a new route, and I, you know, that would keep me in town and keep me on these lighted streets. And, you know, I really, you know, I didn't think it would be that hard of a route to jog. It actually had less hills in it than my current route. And I thought, well, this, this, should be, this should work out just fine. But on the first day of that new route, I found myself struggling to finish. I mean, it, it, this, just changing that up seemed to completely, like my pace was off. My mental focus was not where it needed to be to keep me pushing through those difficult times. You know, I just kept thinking, I'm like, this should not be that hard. And I was struggling to finish that last quarter mile as I was thinking that. But the reality was, is it was that hard. And you know, I, I, when I got done, I, I thought about it, you know, and for the next couple of days, I just kind of thought like, why? Why was that so hard for me? And I realized that, you know, when I changed the route, it changed everything about my run. You know, not only was the route different, but every part of the run that I was used to had changed. And that's what made it so hard for me. And you know, that really got me thinking. You know, change is often difficult for all of us. And let's face it, we're creatures of habit. And most of us really don't like to change things in our routines or in our lives. But you see, I've come to realize that change is the catalyst that forces us to grow. And, you know, I learned this um, back in my weight training days. Um, after I got out of the, the service, out of the Army in, in 92, I really got into the sport of powerlifting. And I really got into weight training, lifting weights. And... One of the things that I noticed back then was when I first started lifting weights, you know, I would find a workout routine that was successful for me, and I would just keep it the same, you know? But here's what would happen. Eventually, my progress would stop. You see, my body would get used to the workout and the weights, and what would happen is I would stop getting stronger. And actually, my lifts, they would start to get weaker. And the harder that I pushed, the worse that it got. And I found I would have trouble, you know, more and more trouble lifting the same weights. And what happened is, as I become more, became more experienced, um, I learned how to change up my workouts and to try different lifts and sets and reps and weights. And when I did this, my progress would always pick back up. And you see, what I realized is that the body needs change to progress and it avoids from being, keeps it avoidance from being stagnant. And our lives are no different, you see. You see, change causes growth. And let's face it, growth hurts. And most of us, we're just programmed to avoid pain. So what do we do? We avoid change. And when we avoid change, we then fail to grow like we should. And we've all heard the definition of insanity, right? You know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Well, you know, when you are doing the same thing over and over again, yeah, that is a form of insanity. And it doesn't matter what part of your life that you're focusing on right now, whether it's physical, emotional, professional, or spiritual. You must have change in order to make progress. Don't fear change because it's a necessary part of life. Okay, with that being said, let's get to work on the movements that will change your back pain. So, as we talked, the movements that heal back pain are the ones that... You know, one, they hit the key muscle groups and that contribute to the back issues. You know, number two, they have to work multiple muscle groups at the same time. And they also have to prime your nervous system. And then they're also capable of creating structural change within your body. So today, what we're gonna do is we're gonna work on Two, not yet, <laughs> we're not gonna be moving yet, Arena. Give me a couple minutes. Uh, my assistant, Arena, is getting ready to, to adjust the camera because we're gonna move positions, but I had to warn her we're not gonna go quite yet. Um, we are gonna work on two movements that will definitely prime your nervous system. So what is priming your nervous system anyway? Um, Think of it like this, okay? You know how your computer has a motherboard, right? And it runs all of the operations and functions of your computer? Well, think about this. Your body is just like a computer, okay? And your central nervous system, which is made up of your brain and spinal cord, that's basically the motherboard for your body, all right? Now, the brain will send electrical signals and passes them down the spinal cord, which then transfers them to the nerves, which goes to the muscles, and then those muscles are activated, and movement is produced. Now, this all happens in milliseconds. I mean, it is bam, so fast. And it's really actually amazing when you think about it. So, think of this. Your electrical pathway through your central nervous system, it's also, another way to think of it is, it's a lot like a hiking trail in the woods. And the more that a trail is used, the more visible it is, right? There's fewer things growing over it. There's fewer things blocking it. You know, you can see a trail that is used all the time versus a trail that's hardly ever used and you got things growing over it and you can't even tell where you're going, right? So we refer to these electrical pathways, like a kind of a hiking trail, as motor pathways. And the more you use them, the more natural your movement becomes, like a, you know, well-used trail. And so, this is how you learn a new movement or skill, you know, because when you do, when you do use something new, um, you know, a new movement or a new skill, it feels awkward and uncoordinated. And that's because that motor pathway, you know, the electrical pathway, the quote unquote hiking trail from your motherboard, um, that is not well developed. But the more you use it, the more you practice it, the better that it gets. Now, priming your nervous system helps this process, okay? So just like you would warm your muscles, you know, warm your muscles up before you go on a workout, you need to warm up your nervous system, all right? You need to start firing the nerve endings and the movement of the signals to prepare your body for a workout. And also, breathing is a very important pro- very important in this process, okay? Because the breathing patterns, they've been shown to have a direct influence on the activation of the nervous system. So, before we go into these two movements, alright, let's review the principles of multifunctional movement. Never hold your breath during this movement, alright? I just got done saying breathing is important, alright? It activates and primes your nervous system. It's um, is very important. Okay, always engage your, your abdominals, your stomach muscles, just, just tighten them, pull your belly button in towards your spine, okay? Never force into your primary pain, all right? Muscle soreness, it might be created from performing the movement, and that muscle soreness is good, but increase in your primary pain levels is not. And if you ever wonder, hey, what's my primary pain level? Well, I mean, that's your average pain. I mean, that's the the back pain that you might be suffering just on a day-to-day basis. Just put a number on that. Whatever that number is, don't ever go above two points above that, okay? So if your pain level is like, say, a three, Um, you should never go beyond a five. Now if you do have pain before you start be conscientious of that pain don't do anything to aggravate it a correct movement will decrease the pain not make it worse and last we have talked about this before challenge yourself okay once you get the movement down once you feel really good with it you know Work it to the point where you feel at least 40% challenged, because if you don't do that, you're just simply not going to gain as much from that. All right, so now we're going to move into that movement, all right? So we're going to start priming your nervous system with these two, and these are really considered warm-ups, okay? Um, one of them's called swing kicks, and the other one is a yoga pose known as warrior one. So I'm just going to step over here, and we're going to come over into the open and get uh get ourselves adjusted here and we'll let uh, Arena get the uh, camera all set. Bear with us as we're trying to get a good uh, a good view here. Okay. Alright, perfect. We're good to go. Now swing kicks, okay? So a swing kick is an exercise that uh, we use as a warm-up. It's going to help actively stretch. It's a dynamic stretch for your hamstrings. It works your hip flexors. You're working your core. Um, Also, a lot like what I showed you the other uh, last week, or maybe it was uh, Tuesday, uh, about the donkey kicks. Right? Is it really works your balance too? All right. So to do a proper swing kick. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to put yourself in a position like if you were going to take off running. Okay, so you're going to put one leg behind you, the other leg in front of you. Now the next thing is where you where do you put your hands? Do not just let your hands dangle at their side. Just don't let them dangle here. All right, bring them up. I want you to put your hands and make a fist. Okay, like in a defensive boxing position. All right, or a fighting position. Put a slight bend in your knees. All right, I'm going to do a swing kick with my right leg. So my right leg's behind me, my left leg's in front. i got my hands up. I'm gonna, remember, pull my belly button in. So I'm gonna engage my core. And then I'm gonna take this leg and I'm gonna keep my right knee straight as I swing forward. Just like that, okay? So, looks like this. We swing forward and back. Now, you don't have to keep the knee perfectly straight, but keep it as straight as you can. And think of it like you're trying to take your right foot and you're trying to throw it over your shoulder. So the first time you do this, you're probably not going to go very high because you're going to feel a pretty good stretch in that hamstring. You don't want to overdo it. But as you get warmed up, you can start swinging a little bit higher and you can start going a little bit faster. So it looks simple like this. Swing, okay, and swing. And you just work on the height. Breathe. In through the nose, out through the mouth. As you swing the leg up, you feel a stretch in the hamstring it's going to work the other side, it's going to work that hip. It's going to work your core and most importantly, it's going to mobilize the sciatic nerve, okay? So it's going to help mobilize that nerve, it's going to help prime your nervous system. It's really going to get you warmed up. Now, what you should do is you should start out with a set of 10 on each leg and do that for two sets, okay? So you're going to do two sets of 10 swing kicks. Now, the next movement is a yoga pose that, that we call Warrior One. Now, the way I do this in the clinic, it's a little different than maybe what you would see like in a yoga studio. So what we're really focusing on here with Warrior One is we wanna get stretching of the hip flexors, of the psoas muscle. We want to engage the glutes, but it's also gonna start working your quads, working your core, and it's also gonna work your upper back muscles, all right? so your your upper back and middle back muscles, even your lower back, your glutes, all those muscles are gonna get activated, and that's good, because that's what we call your posterior chain, and that posterior chain, with many people today, because of everything we do in, seat, in sitting, and driving, and watching TV, and computer work, that posterior chain gets really, really weak. So, again, if you start one leg in front of the other, much like uh, you're going to take off running again. Okay, Um, and then what I like to do now in yoga class they might tell you to turn that back foot out, but for what we're doing in our purpose I like to keep that foot forward. Okay, and then what you're going to do is you're going to keep that back leg straight and you're going to slowly bend forward on the other side. Now this is important. Okay, I'm going to be working on this right side. I do not want, as I bend my left knee, I don't want that left knee to shoot beyond my foot okay so like if I do that you see how my knee shoots too far in front if I look straight down I should see my knee just barely go into the ends of my toes it should not go beyond that I'm gonna keep an upright position again tightening that core okay keeping that knee bent now what I'm gonna do here is my back leg I'm gonna keep that foot flat that knee straight right knee straight and I'm gonna tighten these glute muscles. That's really important, all right? You've gotta activate your glutes because when you activate those glutes, it pulls your hips back, all right? So we call a posterior rotation, so it pulls your hips back, which allows you to, to really uh, shut down that psoas and get a better, get a much better stretch on it. And then you're gonna take both of your arms and you raise them up, much like a touchdown, okay? Referee giving a touchdown signal, And then what I like to do is add a little squeeze of the shoulder blades together, okay? So you keep that left knee bent, keep those glutes tight. It's a lot to think about. Gaze straight ahead. Just pick something out on the wall, okay? And then breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. If you have a timer, it works to do this for about 30 seconds or seven to eight breath cycles. And then you can bring your arms down, Okay, straighten the legs, step back, step forward with your other leg and repeat the same thing on the other side. Tighten the glutes, don't let the knee shoot out in front of the toes. Again, arms up, squeeze the shoulder blades t- together, and if you want to, you can even add a little bit of a back lean. Tighten your core. And breathe. Seven to eight breath cycles, or 30 seconds. Come down. Now, when you start, you, should, you can do that uh, twice, alright? 30 seconds, two times. Eventually, you want to put those together where you can hold that active stretch position for a full minute. When you get really good, you should be able to do for a minute on each side. Alright, so that is our nervous system priming warm-up. I like to do these before I start anything. Um, Before I go into any kind of a workout or back workout program, um, these are really good ways to uh, get yourself all warmed up. Key here is keep the muscles engaged, Breathe in the nose, out the mouth, okay? And like I said, as you get better and more comfortable with these movements, as your motor pathways, your hiking trails you know, of your central nervous system, as they get you know, more used and better, you're going to get more comfortable. Then you can start increasing the speed and the height of the swing kicks. You can start working on your hold time with warrior one, all right? Just as I mentioned, do these as a regular warm-up before your regular pro- back program just to get your nervous system all primed up. See, and this won't take long, but you're going to soon notice improved movement, balance, and coordination. You know, and if, if you find it too hard at first, all right, be patient, okay? Just take it slow and keep the movements small, all right, until you get better. Because just because you can't do it today doesn't mean you won't be able to do it tomorrow. The key here is to be consistent and persistent. Almost forgot. If you are having back pain and you would like to not only find out what the root cause is, but you just really wanna fix things for good. You know, you're trying to do it on your own and it's just not working, okay? And you wanna get a good fix, a permanent fix to your problem, then what you should do is you should sign up for our new back pain breakthrough exam. All you've got to do is just click on the link below in the comments, and you can find out everything about this amazing new program that we have. So, as always, I will leave you with a thought-provoking quote from Rick Warren. And what he said was, there is no growth without change, no change without fear or loss, and no loss without pain. So I want you to think about that, and until next time, power your life, and keep moving forward.